0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Long Shot Podcast. I'm here with Davis, Patrick Reed. Davis, how are we?
1: So good. We're so good.
0: I missed uh, missed opportunity. Welcome to the follow through. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we're <laughs> still working with the uh, the names, the logistics, if you will, but yeah. we're getting we're ironing out some details. We're getting there. Um you know, it's just about just continue to, to develop and grow, you know, brick by brick.
1: Yeah. I also like you always pass to me, ask how I'm doing. Uh, sometimes it's hard. You know, I got to do a better job being in tap of with my emotions. You know, sometimes it's hard when I'm put on the spot. To, how am I doing? It gives me a chance to really reflect.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like so often that's like an automated response, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I know doing? I'm good. good. I'm good. You know, but it. I, I actually challenge both of us right. to be a little bit more vulnerable than that I agree. Step outside just you know what you think society wants you to say but instead like you said, get a little more in tune with what's in here. Good
1: or bad you know like right if yeah. the day's going really well then give me more than good. Like I'll do a better job of yeah, you know what actually I had a great breakfast this morning got a little sun. I'm you feeling some, great. You got some sun today uh, too. Just a little bit. I need to get yeah. some more after this. Or if I'm doing bad, we can talk about it, you know? So I'm I'll do a better job if you keep passing these to me. I I'll...
0: don't know if this is really the setting to to talk about it if it's going really bad. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like right. maybe you should <laughs> seek maybe some professional help. Right, right. Um I think at one point we read an ad for better help. No free ads. Uh, Correct. I don't I don't know if they're still yeah, no, no, uh, helping us out, but uh, you know that that could be a, a route that you could look. Yeah. So just because I I do really encourage and you know, if you do have some issues, then... It's totally understandable and, re- and absolutely fine. Yeah. But you should also take the necessary steps to search out professional help. I have something to say on this too. And now this is just turning into an ad
1: for better help. But this could be anybody, not yeah. just better help. I actually think you should look into therapy even if things are going really well. I do too. You know what I mean? Like this isn't... It's not something you go to just when things more. are bad.
0: Could not agree more.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we don't need to... Uh, things aren't going really bad. And <laughs> I don't expect things to be going really bad anytime soon. You know why? Because... I've been cold showering <laughs>
0: <Since> <laughs> way, to, bring it, way to put a bow on it, bring it I'm all serious. the way back around
1: since we spoke. Was this two weeks ago? Yeah. I think we talked about it. I have every time I've showered, which is essentially every day. I can't think of any days I'm skipping a shower.
0: I'm going Hopefully multiple times yeah. a day. If you're I, working actually, out
1: when I was a kid, I would take like three a day and I would be in there for like half an hour and my parents would get so upset with me because <laughs> my dad would be like, Oh, do you want to pay the water bill? <laughs> A, what were you was, doing in there? Bruce? Oh, it was just a moment of <laughs> reflection. I would like, I'd like to sit on the ground. You ever it's sit just, in the yeah. shower? No. Seriously? No. Oh, you got to do it. Do do it tonight. Seriously, no. you sit in the shower, just let it fall on you. This has <laughs> gone to a weird place. Yeah, no, I'm it's well, okay, great anyway. that you've been cold I showering. Had, That's great. In fact, Goggins
0: had, would be really proud.
1: We had a really special moment. I think it's uh, I'm comfortable enough to share on this pod. I had just gotten through with a cold shower. <laughs> And you called me two minutes after I got out and you were in the cold tub and you were like, Hey, I'm about to do a polar plunge. I just wanted you to see it. (laughs) And I knew that's when I knew this pod was destined for greatness because we talked about holding ourselves accountable, committing to cold showers. And then we were totally aligned.
0: Yeah. I'd I'd like to paint a picture of why I called you. (laughs) I I was getting in the cold tub, which is standard procedure, you know, recovery procedure and similarly to how you've implemented cold showers, I, as I've spoken about, have been trying to implement cold plunges into my, not quite daily, but like, you know, maybe three times a week. uh, Cold tub, and you're just going head under. Full under, under the water. See how long you can hold your breath in, I don't know, probably 37 degree water. It's cold. Yeah. Maybe not 30, probably 40. Probably 40, around 40. Low 40s. Um, Anyways, I had gone in the cold tub, which I do more than three times a week. I do that probably six, five, six. And I was teetering on the edge of if I wanted this to be a cold plunge day, I didn't know if I wanted to fully dive in. And honestly, the back of my mind, I was like, I probably should make this a cold plunge day, but I don't want to. So my reaction was, I'm going to call somebody that can hold me accountable.
1: And I got the call,
0: so I called you. Wow, I Facetimed you actually, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Hey Dave, I just want to let you know, I got to watch it. I'm about to cold plunge, and you had just gotten out of a cold shower, literally hair still wet. Yeah, and that, and at that moment, it was like, okay, well, now I have to it cold was plunge. Um, and we both got better because of it. I'm honored I got
1: the call, and how yeah. fitting that, yeah, I had so you, you. I think you asked me, you, I, I would challenge you to go 30 seconds, and you got like seven.
0: It's really hard. I mean it. it I've gotten better. Like my the first time I did it was like seven, eight seconds underwater because your like heart starts to speed up. You want to breathe, obviously, because your your whole body is like compressing because of the cold temperature. Um, yeah, it's just challenging. It's not easy, you know. But, <laughs> hey, but you if it was easy, everyone would do it.
1: True. Yeah. The cold shower is not easy either.
0: I think it, I, I you actually tried to dispute. I think when we were talking on the phone that the cold shower was more difficult, and that's just not even comparable. It's not well. I'm. It's longer. I mean, yeah, but think about your just standard, typical shower. How, how cold that water can get? Like maybe a little bit colder than room temp. No, this is no, like no, no, an no, no, ice no, no, no. tub that you're submerging fully into.
1: Well, here, yeah, that's the. If you're in the shower, it's on you to hold yourself accountable and make the water cold. You know what I mean? Like you could go lukewarm and call it a cold shower. In the cold tub, you're not determining the temperature, but I'm fully committing. I want you to know that. I'll allow it. Anyways. Well, that was fun. Um, (laughs) One more thing, one more just totally random thing I need to ask you about because we briefly talked about it yesterday, and you've told me this before, but I forgot about it, and I'm fascinated by it. Your TV restrictions as a kid growing up, you were limited to, what, an hour a day? Oh, my
0: gosh. Significantly less than that. It was 30 minutes a week, Davis. Yeah. Oh my God. Mama Robinson, who obviously is an avid listener of the podcast, and this is not an exaggeration. I've told people this before and they're like, no way, that's not possible, blah, blah, blah. I promise you when I was, I'm the youngest of three. So I have, I have two older siblings. We, as a family, as a, as a sibling unit, we got to watch 30 minutes of TV a week. And it was Saturday mornings. If we would watch Arthur and we would do it religiously and that was it that was the only tv time screen time that we got that was until i was probably like eight or nine and then we ended up moving and you know everything just kind of slowly i i got a little more tv time a little more screen time so on and so forth but i will say what that ultimately led to was just a lot of a lot of time playing outside uh playing with the you know the neighborhood kids which honestly i think you know today now it's that's a lost art, you kids know? Kids these days. Yeah. No, I hate, I hate to do the old head thing. You know, I've, I've done it with basketball, complaining about the new generation. Now I'm going to do it about just, like, mm-hmm. your, your, uh, your standard neighborhood kids. But, like, do people play Manhunt anymore? I don't know. I used to play Manhunt all the time. Flashlight tag. Flashlight tag. Capture the Capture flag. The, yes. These were, like, childhood staples that we would play all the time. Yeah. And I just don't think people do it anymore. Snow days. Oh my gosh, Snow days in the Northeast, we would play snow football. Yeah, all the time. That was the go-to. Yeah. Now I'm sure people just like sit inside and play Fortnite. It's like another excuse to play more Call of Duty.
1: Yeah, we're starting to sound old. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's just it's you know whatever. I just
1: cannot believe I. I mean, knowing your mother, it, it makes sense, and I do understand the benefits of it. But 30 minutes a week is incredible.
0: Yeah. I mean it's it's funny because it's like. I We didn't know anything else. So right. that now, that's yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I, I look at my phone and, and how much screen time I have a day, I'm, I'm embarrassed to yeah. admit. I think that's all of us. Uh, probably not as much as, as you because, you know, you have to live on that I'm, thing. T- I'm t- legitimately 8 to 10 hours Stop a day. Stop it. Probably.
1: I My phone's recording right now, so I Goodness can't check. Gracious. I'm going to check after this.
0: Um, But, yeah, I mean, uh, back then it was like that. that's all we knew. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You, what was your thirty minutes, Arthur? It was Arthur, yeah. Saturday that was morning. that was the the a hundred percent go to. I, I don't think I was. I think it like slowly progressed. I don't think I was watching Arthur when I was nine or eight. Um, okay, nothing wrong. with him, I mean, right? no, there's absolutely nothing wrong with yeah. that. Arthur is a fantastic show. What was he? I think he's an aardvark, maybe. Yeah, that feels right. <laughs> Arthur the aardvark. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's great stuff. But yeah, uh, Saturday mornings though. That was that was the uh, the go to.
1: Yeah. That's beautiful. It
0: wasn't the same for you out in Kansas. No, I'm no, guessing?
1: no. I mean, we. I remember. I remember very uh, strict, like no TV, no phone, no computer rules when I got home from school. Had to do homework before any of that could happen. But well, that's I didn't have pretty, a. Fo- I
0: didn't have a phone until high school.
1: I, I, uh, eighth grade, oh, high yeah. school, really. high
0: school. Yeah, freshman year. Yeah. I remember I got a, a phone. Uh, like a couple weeks into my freshman year. So now, I mean, once again, not to do this, but like nowadays kids have phones. Oh, yeah. 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 Fourth grade, fifth grade, which can, can I actually understand? There's like some kind of like a safety component right. to it as well. So, so you can so talk to your kids. I, I do get it, but still. I remember eighth grade, I wanted a cell phone so
1: bad and my friends were starting to get them and I was the oldest. So this, you were the youngest, yeah. so it's maybe a little bit different. Although I got one before you in eighth grade. And so my parents weren't ready for that jump yet. Just they didn't want me that connected to friends and. Yeah, you know, so I finally convinced them, but the rule was I had to pay for my own cell phone bill as an 8th grader, Duncan. So it's like the only money I have as an eighth grader is money that my parents That's have given, given to you, you know what I mean? Like at birthdays, holidays. Yeah, but it's
0: the principal, Davis. Right. So so
1: you have to work for it. You have to do some chores. You have to. We What we did is we built a little economy
0: in the Reed household because they were <laughs>
1: yeah. they were giving me money and I was giving it right back to them for the cell phone bill.
0: Honestly, quality move by yeah. them. So some I, free labor year, around the house. For
1: a year I did that. I was paying them like 30 bucks a month. For a year. That's a steep. That's cell what the cell phone, phone bill. bill was. Sprint. Shout out to Sprint. Yeah. Now merged with T-Mobile, but unlimited texting. So I was just a rampage text. Yeah,
0: Sprint's a big uh, Kansas thing. Yeah, yeah. Based in know. Kansas City.
1: Yeah, yeah. Headquarters in Kansas City. Uh, so yeah, I paid for cell phone bill for the first year, and then and then they caved eventually, but then my siblings get phones in like you know sixth seventh. It's just the struggles yeah. of being the oldest child. Anyway, I do have a basketball question for you. What do we got? I actually have two basketball questions for you. First one, I was thinking about this the other day during your warm up. When they're starting intro, when the starting lineups happen, all the lights go down. Mm-hmm. In Miami, you guys pump the heat, the fire. Yeah, which is you can feel it in the stands. Yeah, so I'm s- certain you can feel it down on the court. There's all these you know drummers going around. There's just a lot of noise. Yeah, a lot of
0: theatrics.
1: And then lights come back on. You go play a basketball game. You don't get to take another shot in between those things happening. Yeah. That has to rattle your – that has to throw off your equilibrium
0: a little bit, right? I mean, uh, not really. I mean, as much as – I mean, you just kind of get used to it. You know what I mean? It's like it is a little different than college, uh, but really not that much. I mean, we had like the same sort of theatrics in college as well. Um, I think the bigger one is – like I have my warm-up, which I shoot two hours before the game. Yeah, um, Two hours before tip time. So, like, I I shoot, get my shots up, and then I, like, go and, you know, get treatment, whatever, get, like, body work, all that sort of stuff, watch film, do all my prep in that, whatever, 90 minutes before we come back out at 30 minutes before the game. Um, I think that one is actually more of, like, when I come back out at 30, then I have to, like, get warm again. yeah The little break after our, like, layup lines and all, like, shooting around and the start of the game... Uh, isn't really that big of a thing. Imagine imagine someone like Tyler, he has to go through all that then sit on the bench and then yeah, right. find the, the right. way to get like loose. And, and and people just develop routines. Like you'll see the first time out before Tyler checks in, he's like getting loose, doing whatever he needs to do to like warm his body up um, because you know, you got to be able to check in and, and hit the ground running for sure. But his eyes get to adjust on the bench. That's really what the, it's the
1: light off and on 30 seconds before tip that that's I mean, if the thing it if, that trips me out.
0: You know what, man? Maybe you just weren't cut out for. I wasn't built for it.
1: Yeah, you're just not built for it. What any? was the Jack Harlow clip we talked about yesterday? Some guys are just betas. <laughs> maybe I was just a basketball beta. My eyes weren't built for it. I have to. I have to live with that.
0: That's an interesting observation. That you go to a game and these are the types of things that you pick up
1: on. It, I just because I'm rat. Like once the lights come back on, I have this moment of like, oh God, it's bright in here. And then imagine having to go shoot a basketball a minute later. I just, I can't yeah, believe Yeah, honestly, I'd never even thought about that until you just bring it up. Here's another segue for you. All Speaking right. of beta energy, you showed the opposite of that in Oklahoma City because you were barking at the bench, and it was amazing. It was one of my uh, favorite moments of you on the basketball court in recent memory.
0: Seriously. What was, because you weren't at that game in no. person. So what did, I'm assuming you were watching it on Yeah, I'm going to, i pull it up right now. I'm but but what's the view, like, what did you see of that interaction?
1: I saw you hit your third three
0: because I don't know what's cut. You know what I mean. I don't know where it's cut, so people at home can watch. Or you, know, you hit your. Hour. I'm pulling this
1: up on my laptop right now. You
0: hit your third three.
1: Oklahoma City's in drop coverage, so you're getting good looks coming off these handoffs from Bam. You hit your third, and then all you can just see a quick bark at the bench, but you're clearly saying like he needs to get up or something along those lines, and you give a a little hand gesture. That's all that the camera shows. But it's it's enough to get the context clues of what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, basically, uh, at this point in my career and into this point in the season, I expect most teams, their big men, to be blitzing the ball screen handoffs, whatever it is, or at the very least, beat up at the point of the screen. Like very yeah. rarely, there's only a few teams that will be like all the way back, and that's because they have like guys that are elite at chasing and, and disrupting shots all that sort of stuff so in this context I had already made it two and I come off the third and they were still not up which was almost at that point it's disrespectful you know, well, not disrespectful but it's just you know <laughs> like what are we doing it's bewildering you know there's like there's some confusion there around like what why is this guy not up at the level of the screen um so I I shot it and I, I made it and then I just I was just hinting to their bench that maybe they would probably behoove them to make some sort of an adjustment uh, around having their big up at the point of the screen. So I can't just come off and shoot open threes. Did they make the adjustment? Uh, I think they did. I, I think what ultimately ended up happening is the adjustment that they made was they played smaller and started switching um, or at least like in the, in the next you know span of minutes they did uh, because you know, having them having the big, the five man just be back in the paint. Was, was not going to continue who were you directing the message to just the the organization the did. thunder organization <laughs> nobody in particular uh it, it was more of just like i said uh me just trying to to share with them that maybe an adjustment was probably fitting at that point point. and did anyone acknowledge it like give you, a th- you know what thank you the ref actually acknowledged it <laughs> he came over he's like don't do that. Like enough <laughs> that you're done. And I was like, yeah, "You're right. My bad." But so no one in on the Thunder bench was like, "Actually, you know what? That's a good idea." Thank you. <laughs> we didn't really get to the point of having a, a back and forth. It was more of just a suggestion that was put out yeah, there. Say it uh, and, leave. and I, I was just kind of like, "You know what? If it's received and accepted, then great. Uh, yeah. And if not, then also great because I'll just keep coming off and, and letting it fly." Uh, but I didn't get a tech on this one, which is actually interesting because I got a tech recently. One of your fir- is, was this your first. Legitimate, like yeah. just at a ref tech. All Not my other, another all my other yeah. texts have been double techs. Yes, uh, one of which is well documented—the one with Mo—and I think the other one was with uh, Hamadou Diallo uh, of Detroit, <laughs> which is a little bit of a. You know, we had some extracurricular stuff after the whistle.
1: What was
0: it? What was that one? I he like I kind of like bumped him, and then I threw the ball at him, and the people oh, yeah, got teed yeah, up. Yeah. yeah, that was in Detroit. That was but a fun uh, one. but yeah, this was the first one against the uh, Minnesota. This is a while ago now. No, um,
1: no it was fairly recently. Yeah,
0: but it was, it was the first one that was actually just like me getting attacked for being on the ref. You got fouled? Yeah, like he missed a call, which refs do. Refs are human beings too. Uh, they make mistakes. You also ha- are used to at this point. Yeah, but it was also it, the thing that bothered me was how it was handled moving forward. Um, I didn't like disrespect him or say anything, any sort of disparaging language or mm. any sort of cursing. You would never honestly no in this i would but in this case i actually didn't um and he still i, I thought it was a quick draw on the t uh very much so and i told him after i'm like look do you, do you know how many technicals i have this year i was like i have zero uh which is a lie I actually had already yeah. had one but it was a diallo one which doesn't really count um i was like "That it's ridiculous that you would team me up all i was trying to do is have a conversation with you and he was like he was done with the interaction." He's like we're not doing this i was like well, what do you mean like if this was somebody else, you would be willing to have this conversation. And that is kind of what set them off. Do you guys know that, though? Like, these refs have to know
1: player <laughs> reputation.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, they they we get told all the time that, like, refs watch film the same way we watch film. They know tendencies. Uh, and then also on top of that, they know who has a little bit of a temper, yeah. who gets more leeway. Like, that that's the thing that bothers me is that... I don't I feel like if that was a different player that would have been handled differently by right, the ref. Right, right. 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 Um but you know whatever you live
1: and you learn. You also think you got to remember these refs like it it reminds me of all the uh complaining that these college refs are getting right now in March madness because yeah. there have been some questionable calls late. But is my is it right to say that the NBA for a basketball referee is it's like the NBA for a player, too. Like, everybody's working their way up.
0: Yeah. I mean, they have a, a very, very complex grading system. Um, I'm pretty sure – I don't want to butcher this, but I think Monty McCutcheon is the head, um, and he basically oversees – like, they they evaluate every single call that's made. They evaluate every single call – every single position that they're on in the floor, so if they're not getting to their spots, uh, you know, to make the correct calls and be at the, the right angles – like, they're getting deducted, and there's a grading system. It's almost like promotion and relegation. So if you're one of the bottom-tier refs, then you get demoted to the G League. And if you're one of the best in the G League, then you get uh, promoted. And there's actually, funny enough, I think new this year, there's actually now, like, two-way refs. So they'll, they'll, they'll do something in the G League, wow. and then they'll be, like, the third guy on a staff uh, or on a, in a crew for an NBA game to get some NBA experience and they go back and forth. And eventually if they like prove themselves, then they will be full-time NBA officials. Yeah. So these guys obviously aren't like, they're trying to do a good, they're trying of course. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not
1: just for the integrity of the game, but they also
0: are being, their, held their paychecks are, are on the line as well. Or, I do think, and I've, I've seen this take a handful of times of like, it would be really interesting to have refs have post game press conferences the same way players do. Yeah. Because they they do like the the two minute report or whatever the day after games where they like break down the league office releases and it's like kind of like a public wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. these were the mistakes, so on and so forth. But if you wanted to establish some like personal accountability, that would be an interesting route.
1: Yeah. Or even post referee stats the way you post NBA player stats.
0: That would be really interesting. You could do why couldn't you? I I I imagine the thought is that... Whistles per game. Well, not only that, but, like, you could actually get it down to, like, percentages that they, you know, the calls are correct. You know, you could, right. like, break yeah, it all yeah. the way down. But I imagine the idea behind not doing that is that you don't want to, like, publicly rate out a crew of, like, this is a bad crew. This, is, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, like... Because that's so objective to that point. Now there's like the subjective side of like, oh, this guy's a good ref, this guy's a bad ref. And there are reputations that exist. Yeah. The same, you know, whatever, the same way players. But like, if you made it that objective, I feel like that would be like a slippery slope. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Do last referee question. Do they jump? Does it carry over to the NCAA? Like, are, are college refs trying to get to the NBA?
0: I don't think so. I don't know, but I don't think so. Build your career in the NCAA. Yeah, you're, we should have Monty McCutcheon on at some point. Yeah, um, I am
1: I am interested about this. Yeah,
0: he, Monty's a man, great dude. Uh, really knows how to dress as well. Well, depending on what side of the, the fence you sit on, he's known for his egregious uh, suits and, and outfits. But um, Love that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, I, it's a different game, right? There's different rules. Uh, it's, uh, different things are emphasized. So I can't imagine, I'm sure maybe some refs, have aspirations of being an NBA ref, but I think it's like you stay in that space um, because the you know the NBA official associate like they have their own union. Like they have, yeah. it's like a tight knit thing.
1: Got it. I mean, you guys have a players' union, right? But college players join it.
0: That's true. That's a good point, Tamus. I, I, I'm confused. As a, are, yes. are you like lobbying for? No, no,
1: no. I'm just curious. I'm curious if, like, if if the best reputation referee in college is like
0: time wanting to move to, move to step the NBA. my
1: game up to the NBA.
0: Maybe I don't know. that would be cool if they got drafted, like, uh, like college. <laughs> right. Fighters. That's what I'm saying. There's like an official. But draft. by
1: crews, like NBA crews, become teams, and we're like we're we're t- taking this guy from the Pac-12.
0: That would be interesting. He's joining our crew. So, yeah, they like roll a highlight tape of all of his calls. Yes. That's the one thing about NBA refs do it too. But nobody gets more excited to call offensive fouls oh. than college
1: refs. Yes.
0: And you like you can almost see a play developing where it's like this guy slides over, he's about to take a charge, and you can just see the excitement in a college Building ref up. to just make everything about him in this exact <laughs> moment. And it's going to be like going the yeah. other way. Runs out on yeah, the court. Yeah, like runs right to center court and just does a giant hand motion, like yeah. offensive foul. It's yeah. like – Like, whether the call was right or wrong, and it's usually wrong, sorry, (laughs) but they just get so excited to have the opportunity to call an offensive foul that they just disregard what the right call is, uh, and they just make it about them in that moment. So just a reminder, it's not about you. It's not about the refs. It's just not.
1: I do like the loud referee calls, I will be honest, but when they're right. Yeah. Yeah. When they're right. All right, that's all I really had to talk to you about, to be honest. Is there
0: anything else? Uh, I mean, I guess we should
1: do a March Madness, March Madness update. This is gonna come. This comes out after your boys play.
0: Yeah, Friday. So hopefully, Michigan's in the Elite Eight. I have a, I, yeah. have, a, I have a great feeling that they will be. Yeah, uh, and really hoping this ages well. But uh, we'll
1: turn this into a March Madness update slash long shot feature. We'll shout out Michigan making it to yeah. the Sweet Sixteen. Saint Peter's, who has just been a ton of fun to watch. Yeah. my boy Doug. Doug.
0: Dougie, uh, I saw he
1: did a Buffalo Wild Wings ad. Did you see that? Yeah, he got, got a bunch of wings in front of he him. He had like sauce on his <laughs> <Yeah>. face. <laughs> someone, just, someone posted on, it, posted it. And was like, how did they try to sell us that nil was going to be bad for college basketball? It's unbelievable. I mean, this is amazing. Yeah, it really this is. This guy's rising to stardom. Now he gets Buffalo Wild Wings sponsorship.
0: What? Uh, I I spoke a little bit about our interview with or conversation with Vic. What did you think of the conversation with Vic?
1: I tell him this in the interview, so. You've hopefully already heard this. But I was legitimately taken back by his just mental strength. Guy's been through it. I mean, he was – he defines it himself as the head of the snake in Indianapolis. It was his team, his city. They took LeBron to seven in 2018 when LeBron had gone to, what, eight straight finals or whatever it was. And Vic was, like, leading the charge to almost dethroning him in the East. All-star – First team NBA, like he was a stud, still is a stud, but like that was, yeah. he had reached the pinnacle of his career at that point, And then just everything gets derailed from a series of injuries and he's just been battling for three years, but he was so optimistic. I'm turning this into like teasing the interview, but hopefully everyone's already listened to it. Yeah. But I was just blown away by how he's just so confident in himself, just optimistic, had such a good perspective on life. Yeah. It was it was genuinely impressive.
0: Missed opportunity uh, from us to either have him sing or have you sing. The I original idea the going plan. in is that we, we were, we were going to be like, you know, Vic, I'm sure in a lot of interviews people ask you to sing, but we actually <laughs> want to change it up. We want to sing for you. <laughs> 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 which we, I Imagine if we have... did that and we just ripped into some like acapella duet yeah, and yeah, just yeah. absolutely crushed it. And we
1: had nothing planned, so yeah. it would have had to be on the spot. No, that would have been special. It would have been really special. Yeah. Next time.
0: Yeah, a moment that was uh, actually not so special, which we, we rehashed when we were <laughs> leaving, is Davis had the audacity. After this man fed us in his home, welcomed us into his home, fed us, which was completely unnecessary. Gonna get, you're going to say this out of context. Gave hours out of his yeah. day to spend with us well because on after, an off day because
1: once we were done recording we hung out for another hour yeah yeah just talked about completely
0: life, unnecessary but. by him and in conversation before we're leaving davis has the gall to basically <laughs> throw shade at him no by what it, i understand the intentions of what you were saying it Came out wrong but you basically were like you're not a superstar is what you said. That's what it sounded like. I hope, Vic. I hope you're
1: listening to this, and I hope I get the chance to clarify this with you. We were rehashing the the series we were just talking about with the, LeBron, the yeah. Cleveland series. Yeah, and we were talking about how Vic, Vic. I think he says this in the interview. He said it off camera too. How there weren't any mega stars in Indy at Honestly, that point. Yes, yes. Including himself. I mean, he was an all star. He was first team NBA again. All those things. But he admitted, like, he wasn't a mega star like LeBron. Yeah. But they were such a good unit together. The locker room was yeah, so Yeah, it worked. Tight. It came together. It worked. So they almost took down the Cavs. And so I was just agreeing with that. I was like, yeah, you guys didn't have any superstars. And then what I said was, which came out wrong, I said, I mean, you were a superstar at that point. <laughs> which I understand sounds like, and I, I shouldn't have said it. I understand it sounds like I'm saying you're no longer a superstar, but you were at that point. What I meant was, you had become a superstar at that point.
0: You had ascended yes. to superstar by then. Your first team All NBA. Yeah. Like, okay. I
1: think that qualifies you as a superstar. Superstar. All right. But I understand. I will say he didn't react. No, he to
0: didn't it. react at all. But I was just, I just noticed it in the moment. I was like, did Davis just throw shade at this man? Yeah. Who just- when we
1: we got in your car afterwards, and you were like, dude. You were saying
0: it, and I, he was like, "Do you
1: know what I'm?" He said, "Do you know what I'm about to say?" I was like, "Yeah, the
0: superstar." comment. <laughs> nah, <laughs> honestly, it was, it was well received. I don't even think Vic noticed it. Uh, and also, you meant it in nothing but a, a positive way. I actually do now. Now that I understand the context, you were clearly saying that he had ascended. <laughs> but to I caught myself stardom. too right. as I was saying it. I was like, "This doesn't
1: sound." <laughs> right. Yeah, it
0: probably doesn't bode well for us that so you're throwing shades. at But uh, we've talked out,
1: about this before. Once you're on the podcast, you're a friend for life. Yeah, So, true. Vic, I hope you understand. We're, I don't think he guy. wants to be friends with <laughs> yeah, you, know, right. honestly. <laughs> no, but it's <laughs> unless kind
0: of, you had sung to him, then maybe, then maybe I'm gonna uh, it I'm could gonna have do it next. Flourished time. into something special. I was gonna
1: sing him "Rainbow,"
0: we by listened. Casey Musgraves, yeah, he yeah. sings it on massing. That's a that is a and jam. the sky is fine. Okay, open. we can we can be done. <laughs> uh, all right, well, this was the follow through. Yeah, uh, should we should we like hold yeah. it? Out? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all That's right. nice. Uh, yeah. Bye. Follow through, Longshot <laughs> Podcast. Tune in next week. What do you say? Cheers.